Happy Pride, weirdo. What's your superpower? And how will you use it to change the world? Welcome to our Pride episode of Just Us Weirdos. We've been building up to this all month and are so excited to finally share it with you. I want to take an opportunity to tell you about a couple other podcasts that are participating in the Kids Listen Pride Sweeps. I'd like to give special recognition to the podcast Girl Tales. Rebecca was instrumental in shaping the first Pride Sweeps for Kids Listen. She has an incredible podcast that tells feminist fairy tales for a new generation. I'd also like to recommend the Good Words podcast. This episode for Kids Listen Pride-themed sweeps is full of collaborations with other Kids Listen podcasts. Miss Lynn explains the word squelch with help from Little Stories for Tiny People's Tale, Tad and Fish, a poem read by What If World's Mr. Eric, and a do-over about the boob tube featuring Circle Ron's Rebecca Sher. This also includes a discussion with the family therapist Emily King, say what? About the phrase, wear your heart on your sleeve, and the history of laws intended to squelch cross-dressing. These are just some of the great Kids Listen Pride Sweeps podcasts that are available. You can check them all out at kidslisten.org. I'll be posting to several more at our Facebook account, at Just Us Weirdos. And I've already posted on Twitter about these, also at Just Us Weirdos. But with all that being said, I'm guessing we have some new listeners today, thanks to the Pride Sweeps. Just Us Weirdos is a continuing weekly serialized story. You can go back to episode one and listen all the way through to get the continuing story. But I'm going to catch you up today, just in case this is your first episode. Last season, we met four middle schoolers who each had superpowers. These were Dagny, IT Girl Work, Amina, Graphene, Amparo, Kirby, Beninja, Kuramoto, and Jules, Fish Out of Water, Jones. Season one was really about them discovering how their powers work, like IT Girl learning to talk to computers and tell them to reboot, or Graphene learning to draw things with her fingertip. Throughout the season, they discovered an environmental threat caused by a woman named Mrs. Ponzone, and they discovered that IT Girl's mom Gwenifer Work, who's the vice president of one of the world's biggest companies, was actually trying to control all the superheroes to make money off of them. And when Mrs. Work got her hands on a magic artifact called the Caduceus, she was able to brainwash people into making them believe that there was no such thing as superheroes. That way, she could start to create her own, and she would own every single one of them. Most of the weirdos were spared from the brainwashing, but Graphene's memory was wiped, and we haven't seen her so far in season two. So far this season, Fish Out of Water, Beninja, and IT Girl have been on the run. They've met up with some new superheroes, like Rainbow Chaser and the Teal Titan, but Dagny IT Girl Work is not convinced they're going to be able to stop Mrs. Work without help from an adult. So Dagny betrays the team by turning to the worst adult possible, Mrs. Ponzone. Today's episode brings us to a secret invisible plane that Mrs. Ponzone owns. It's full of endangered animals that she's given superpowers. It also has three prisoners on it. Kirby, Beninja Kuramoto, 
Jules Jones' mom and Amina Graphene Amparo. We're finally going to see Amina again. Dagny's also on the plane, and I'm afraid she's thinking of becoming a supervillain. Phew, that was a long intro. Let's get right into the episode. Get comfortable, think of something weird, and put a smile on your face. It's time for issue 27 of Just Us Weirdos. Whatever it takes. In the back of Mrs. Ponzone's plane, something like a dentist chair is bolted to the floor. And tied to that chair is Dagny's best friend, Amina Amparo. Graphene! Dagny exclaims, running to her friend. Stop calling me that, Amina says. Everyone's calling me that. I'm not Graphene. I'm not a superhero. There's no such thing as heroes. Dagny looks down at the floor of Mrs. Bonzon's plane, a feeling of sadness pressing down upon her, but her mind is turning over details that she's struggling with. Amina's brainwashing came courtesy of Mrs. Work using an artifact called the Caduceus. This artifact, which came from the Greek god Hermes, allows whoever holds it to tell a lie about gods or monsters, which includes superheroes and supervillains. And whoever hears that lie is going to believe it. As Dagny recalls how the artifact works, her feeling of sadness is pushed out by a colder feeling of deduction. But Amina, you've seen evidence that superpowers are real. Dagny, Amina says, terrorist attacked Quadropolis. Mrs. Work saved us all. Then this crazy lady kidnapped me and started talking about powers. Don't you be like that crazy lady. Dagny shakes her head. Think about what you're saying. You seem too calm. I'm freaked out, Dagny. Amina interrupts. I'm strapped to this weird chair, and my best friend is trying to talk to me about superpowers. Why don't you help me out? Dagny takes a step toward the chair reaching for the restraints around Amina's wrists. She stops herself, though, and steps back. Amina can see the gears turning in her eyes. Amina, you were always the most powerful of any of us. I'm IT girl, and I can talk to machines. You're graphene, and you can draw things with your fingertip and make them real. I need your power to stop. My mom... She's brainwashed you. I need you to believe. You're not letting me out? Amina yells at her friend. Let me go! Dagny shakes her head. When Kirby was brainwashed by the Caduceus, all it took for him to overcome it was being told the truth. You're holding on to something. Why won't you remember, Amina? You're better than Kirby. Hey, Kirby yells from the next room. I'm right here. Amina looks confused, and she closes her eyes hard. She'd rub her face if her hands weren't tied. I don't know anyone named Kirby. I don't have powers. You're not telling the truth. You're part of this nightmare I'm having. In frustration, Dagny turns her back on Amina. On the other side of the room is a TV mounted to the wall. In anger, Dagny lashes out with her mind and commands it to reboot. The TV is showing a loop of cell phone video footage of the attack on Binary Tower, where Mrs. Work works. In the video, Graphene, IT Girl, 
Fish Out of Water, and Beninja all work together to stop a giant robot. Turn that off, Amina says. Mrs. Ponzone has been making me watch that since she captured me. She thinks it's going to make me remember these so-called powers. Dagny doesn't turn to face her friend. You do need to remember, Graphene. My mother is trying to own all the superpowered people in Quadropolis and make money off them. We have to stop her. I need you to remember. Just, just watch the video. She takes a step toward the door. You're going to leave me here? Amina cries. You're going to treat me like a prisoner, just like Mrs. Ponzone? Who are you? What? But her cries are cut off as Dagny closes the door and steps away. Dagny storms past Kirby and the unconscious Mrs. Jones into the main cabin, slamming that door behind her too. She sits down on the plane next to Mrs. Ponzone, and they begin to make a plan. Back in Amina's cell. The video of the attack on Binary Tower restarts, and it begins to play again. Amina, sick of seeing the terror in the footage, closes her eyes and does her best to ignore the sound. Partway through the seventh loop of the video, she hears a loud It doesn't seem to be part of the video. She hears it again. Then again. And the TV falls loose from the wall and crashes on the floor, shattering it and making it fall blessedly silent. After the sound of shattering ceases, Amina hears Kirby's muffled voice through the wall. Did I get it? He asks. What did you do? Amina says. I just kicked the wall until I heard a crash, Kirby says. Are you going to tell me that's your superpower now? No. My superpower is throwing bananas really well. And I'm going to use it to get you out of here. Amina rolls her eyes. How typical. The boy says he's going to rescue the girl. Amina, trust me. I'm worried that that's true right now. You, of all people, shouldn't need to be rescued. This is so stupid, Amina says. You throw bananas? I'm supposed to believe that? Besides, how does that even help? Do you even have a banana in there? The door separating the cells opens up. Kirby has stretched his arms through the bars of the cage to push it open. She's still tied to the chair, and he's still locked in his cell, but he can at least reach that door. And Amina can see his hand, but she doesn't have the right angle to see his face. I don't have a banana, but I have this, Kirby says. A small cracker rolls into his hand. It's banana flavored. When the plane was nosediving a few minutes ago, all these crazy snacks spilled out of a cupboard back here. How's that going to help, Amina says. Snap your fingers. How? Just snap your fingers. If there can be such thing as an angry-sounding snap, Amina manages to do it. As the sound echoes, Kirby uses that sound to locate the precise position of her hand in his mind. Amina sees his hand draw back with a gluten-free banana-flavored cracker pressed between his middle and index finger. He angles his hand slightly down and whips it forward. The cracker sails through the air with frightening speed and bounces off the hand Amina just snapped. What's that supposed to do? Amina asks. 
lift your hand, Kirby says. Amina goes to tug against the restraint. To her shock, it's been cut by the banana cracker. She quickly reaches over to the other side of the chair and unties her left hand, then sits up and unties both feet. How'd you do that? She says as she stumbles forward through the door into the room where Kirby is being held prisoner. Superpowers. They're real. Dagny's right. You're the most powerful among us. But I'm starting to realize your power is something a little bit different than we thought. Stop saying I have powers. Let me out of here, Kirby says, pointing to the cell. Amina finds a covered control panel on the side of the room, opens it up, and finds a latch that opens the door. Kirby steps out and says, I'd give you a hug, but I don't think you'd like it. Amina rubs her eyes. I have such a headache. None of this seems real. I, I feel like I know you, but it's like you're a character on a TV show, not a real person. Amina, Kirby says, putting his hands on the side of her face and looking at her right in the eyes. The only way we're getting off this plane is if you believe. I believe in you. I need you to do the same. How do I do that? Amina asks. Do you trust me? Kirby says. I don't. I mean, I don't know how. Amina shakes her head like the thoughts are going to become clearer. I don't know why, but yes. Then, believe, Kirby says. He reaches past Amina to the control panel she used to open his cell. And then he pulls a lever, labeled Emergency Release. Then he pushes a button that says, Confirm. On the sidewall of the plane, an emergency door falls open. Wind rushes into the plane and boxes of snack crackers begin to tumble from the plane to the ground far, far below. What are you doing? Amina shouts over the terrible sound of the wind. Helping you believe, Kirby yells as he shoulder tackles Amina, wrapping his arms around her and tumbling with her through the open door. Whatever Amina yells next is lost in the sound of the wind as it rips at their hair, clothes, and skin, and they tumble through the open air toward the ground below. They're somersaulting through the air, seeing the ground, then the horizon, then the plane, and then the upside-down horizon. She's not sure how she knows how to do this, but Amina spreads out her body like a star. Kirby, clinging tightly to her, does the same. This helps slow down the tumble, which is good. But the two kids are still falling rapidly toward the ground, which is now about 8,000 feet below, which is really bad. We're going to die, Amina yells. You've killed us both. I know what you are, Amina, Kirby yells as they fall to 7,000 feet. I'm only calling you by that name because that's what you've asked for. But I know there's another name inside you that wants to get out. I don't even know what to do, Amina yells back. I mean, even if I pretend I'm a superhero, what am I supposed to do? Fly? They fall to 6,000 feet. I can't believe I'm going to die in such a stupid way. 
Kirby tries to smile and nod at her like a wise old man. Which is hard to do when the force of the wind is stretching your skin back. He looks more like a dog with his head out the window. He yells through clenched teeth. I believe in you, friend. Believe in yourself. What is your name? Four thousand feet. Amina, she yells. My name is Amina. Kirby tries to shake his head, but the whipping wind makes that impossible. Stop using your brain. What does your heart tell you your name is? Three thousand feet. Amina! Believe! Two thousand feet! Amina pushes her way out of Kirby's arms, and they momentarily separate in midair. But she grabs onto his foot and pulls him in front of her. Tears are streaming up in her face, and she reaches out one finger to Kirby's chest. She traces a single line down his chest, leaving a purple trail behind her fingertip as her superpower activates. Then she yanks her hand hard in a downward motion. A parachute explodes open over their heads as they fall to 1,000 feet, and their fall begins to slow. How? Amina says as adrenaline rushes through her body. She feels like she could run a marathon if only her feet were on the ground. What's your name, friend? I'm Graphene. Kirby nods. Your superpower isn't drawing and making something real. Your power is belief. Graphene, I'm so, so proud of you. The adrenaline continues to pump through Graphene's body, and she feels like she's going to go crazy if she doesn't get it out. And ten seconds ago, she knew heroes weren't real, and five seconds ago, she knew she was going to die, and two seconds ago, she found out she had a superpower, and the adrenaline, and the craziness. Graphene, holding tightly onto Kirby as they safely draw closer to the ground, leans forward and kisses him fully on the mouth, just like they do in the movies. It lasts an uncomfortable several seconds. As best as he possibly can, while holding onto her to share the parachute, Kirby pushes Graphene away and turns his head. Ew, he says, spitting. They land, tumbling onto the ground, and the imaginary parachute Graphene created disappears. Kirby stays on his knees, trying to spit the kiss out. That's disgusting. Why did you do that? All the crazy energy that prompted Graphene to do that has fled from her body. And now she really has no idea why she kissed him either. And she's feeling pretty bad that she just had her first kiss, and the person she kissed is trying to puke it out. Jeez, she says. Am I really that gross? Kirby stops his retching act, then looks away from her. No, I I just, I don't, I don't like girls, he says. Graphene reaches down a hand and helps Kirby to his feet. She doesn't understand what he's saying for a moment. Then she gets it. So you like boys? I like justice, Kirby says. Graphene looks at her friend for a moment, 
then wraps her arms around him in a huge hug. He first pulls back, almost afraid she's going to kiss him again, but then he leans forward and returns the hug. She whispers into his ear, Kirby, I'm so, so proud of you. And thanks for tuning in, dear listener. You can find us online at justusweirdos.com, where you can subscribe and interact with us. You can find us on social media. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Just Us Weirdos. And you can always email us at hero at justusweirdos.com. Thanks to Joe Carnwath, who wrote, performed, and produced our theme music with Trumpet by James Carnwath. Check out Joe's music online at joecarnwath.com or find him on Spotify. The song you're hearing right now is by another band called Love Hustler. The song is called Cinderella, and we're so thankful to Love Hustler for giving us permission to use it. You can also check them out on Spotify. Thank you for listening, and remember, be kind, be creative, and most of all, be weird. We're taking a couple weeks off, so we'll see you in July, weirdos. Weirdos.